You're listening to the Visionary Life Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Rydell. We're hanging out here today because one day while hiking in Peru, after just having been let go from my dream job, it hit me. There's so much more to life and there's no excuse for not embracing uncertainty and trying new things to really explore our full potential in this lifetime. On this weekly podcast, you'll hear from successful entrepreneurs, creative thinkers, and visionaries just like you so that you feel less alone as you pursue everything you want and deserve in this lifetime. This is a space where big sky thinking is welcomed and conversations about daily betterment are essential. So if you're ready to stop living an ordinary life and start living a visionary life, then welcome home. Welcome back to the show, visionaries. This week, I get to sit down with a high school acquaintance of mine who is doing incredible work in the realm of helping people press publish on personal essays. I know, I know. You just checked out as soon as I said the word essays, right? But our guest of the show today, Julia Rose, is going to walk us through why personal essays can be the secret to expressing yourself, launching a successful brand, and becoming a subject matter expert. I am so fond of Julia's work and I love what she's created inside of the Hello Writer program. The story of how she created this group experience is something you do not want to miss, especially if you aspire to launch a group program or online course at some point. In this episode, Julia and I talk about how being fired on a Friday of all days was the catalyst for her to start her own business. We talk about the impact that publishing her work on medium.com had. She shares a simple method for choosing what to write about, especially when you're stuck. We talk about how to get over the fear of putting yourself out there. It is so real. We talk about navigating through imposter syndrome. This is a hot topic on the Visionary Life podcast, and especially when you feel like there are other people out there who are more established and more of an expert than you. And she also shares how she found her first few clients. There's a lot of good stuff in this episode. It was so fun to record, and I cannot wait for you to learn from Julia Rose. So be sure to connect with Julia on Instagram. She's on Instagram at Julia Rose Writes. And if you want to, snap a screenshot of this episode and share it. Tag me at Kelsey Rydell, tag Julia Rose Writes. We would love to see where you're tuning in from. And one last thing, I know some of you have been tuning in religiously, if I could say that word properly, you've been tuning into season eight and enjoying the content, and I'm so grateful for that. And I would love to ask one favor of you, and that would be to leave a review on the iTunes app, or just share the show with a friend, forward this to them. It helps more visionaries feel connected and less alone on this roller coaster ride of life and of entrepreneurship. So that is my ask. That is my favor. But without further ado, why don't we dive into this week's episode? So I'm going to introduce to you Julia Rose. Julia Rose, welcome to the Visionary Life Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. Um, It's funny because you and I go way, 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 way back um, (laughs) to like really like high school days. Uh, Mm -hmm. And we haven't necessarily kept in touch since, but we were just chatting before I hit record how I've been following your work online and commenting on some of your stuff on LinkedIn. You've been following my work a little bit. So I feel like we've had this tie between us, but it wasn't until we actually booked this recording that I'm like, oh my gosh, we probably haven't spoken in like, I don't know, 10 plus years. So welcome back. And I'm so excited to chat with you. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. I was actually thinking this morning about prom and how <laughs> that's probably the last time I've seen you. And that's too funny. But yeah, you hosted the party memory. at your house, didn't you? <laughs> I hosted the pre-party. Yeah. And it, yeah, I'm just like getting all these visions back in my head of everyone and like our groups of friends and Wow. High school was a was a wild time. It was, and oh, how times have changed, eh? Thank goodness. <laughs> Thank goodness. I did not peak in high school, and I'm so glad. <laughs> I didn't either, but then I think it's funny because I kind of giggle sometimes. The people who peaked, I'm like, I think they like hit their valley in their 20s yes. and 30s. <laughs> yes, thank God for that. I'm like, yeah. bye. I'm on my way up. 
so good. Okay, so first off, I want to start with the fact that you recently had a big move. So you used to live in Toronto. Where are you living now and what made you uh, move across the country? Yes, I live in Edmonton, Alberta. One of those places that you probably would never aspire to move, um, being from Southern Ontario. It was a kind of a perfect storm of things, but I love Toronto so much and it's a fantastic city. However, I know you recently left too, so we maybe left for the similar reasons, but as a business owner, I was waking up in the middle of the night stressed about money and that was becoming a real problem for me. And I also was really desiring community and space for community. It's like one of my top three values to create spaces for community to thrive, people to be together. And I just felt like there were so many barriers to that in Toronto. I had come on a vacation to Edmonton because my cousin lives here, kind of fell in love with it, kind of felt perfect, and he had a spare bedroom available. So I moved. Wow, that's so cool. And I love that you didn't feel like, oh, I'm just tied to Toronto forever. I just have to stay here. It's like really thinking about what do I value and where can I go to that will honor those values? And I love that you were open to trying a new city. So congratulations on the move. Are you liking it so far? It has been so hard. Um, Yes. (laughs) Because I moved six months before the pandemic happened. Okay. (laughs) Which is a really bad time to go to a new city. So it's been, there has been some really profound downs for sure. And I I think only now, two years later, it's it's two years that I've been here that I finally feel I have a sense of peace, that this is my home. I have friends that are mine and I have a routine that's mine. I'm teaching dance. I know we're going to talk about that a little later. Yeah. Um, but damn, um, a pandemic and a new city, they do not go hand in hand. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can totally sympathize with those challenges because I moved mm-hmm. to a small town during the pandemic. So definitely relatable. But um, yeah, it's like one day at a time. And the longer you're there, the more at home you feel. So um, cool. Well, let's get into your business. I'd love to know if you could take us back to the moment you actually took the leap and started your own business. Uh, were you like super clear, like, I'm going to be an entrepreneur today. Let's do this. Or was it a journey that kind of unfolded over time? Take us back to that chapter. Oh, baby, let's go back. It's <laughs> February, 2018, February, 2018. I'm five weeks into a new job at a tech company in Toronto. King and Spadina. Uh, and this company was a horrible place to work. <laughs> but I'm five weeks into a job and I'm a very committed and loyal person. So I had decided I would stay six months and then I would quit. And I didn't get that chance because on a random Friday, I got fired with no um, notice and no reason. <laughs> so I've been there. Um, <laughs> That's what happened to me. It was February 3rd. It was winter. It was dark. It was a Friday night. You're, you're not supposed to fire someone on a Friday. It's just not a good vibe because they don't have a business day following. I didn't know this because I've never been fired. Um, even as I'm telling this story, I get so worked up because the memory of it was so like just the experience of being fired was so traumatic. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so I left that office and felt so angry and so hurt because I I don't know if you can relate to this, but I feel like I've, quote, done everything right in life and didn't deserve to be fired in that way. I work hard. I'm educated. I show up. I really give my all to work. And then just to be told, get out, and I'm not going to say why, was so just yeah, it was just awful. So yeah, it's traumatic, that's what like happened. you said. Yeah, it was traumatic. And it was just, yeah, it was confusing. I felt like I was just being broken up with. And the person was like, bye. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so I was feeling disenfranchised with the work world. And I already felt like I was a terrible employee, like always upset about things, wanting to make changes really fast and not being able to. So it had been kind of brewing in me for a while, just this discontent with working for someone else. And, uh, and I just went home and I said to my partner at the time, I'm not going to get another job. I'm not doing it. I don't have it in me. Fuck it. 
So I didn't. And that's really like how the journey began. It wasn't, it wasn't a plan I had in place. So there's a lot of, um, I know there's a lot of questions in the early starting your business community, like build it on the side and grow it a little bit by little bit. And that's not my experience. I jumped both feet in, had no plan, no backup plan, no income coming in. I was just wait. I was living on EI for the first nine months. And that worked for me, even though it was extremely emotional, that whole time was really tough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I do think like there is no one right approach for everyone. Like it really is coming down to the fact of like, do I have it in me to go all in? And in your case, the catalyst was being let go, waking up the next day saying, okay, well, I'm either going to find another job or in your case, you said, I don't want that. So I'm going to work my ass off to figure this out. Um, And I think that kind of fire within you of like, I don't have any other resources. I have to make this work could actually serve you really, really well. That's not my story, but I love seeing people who are like, I'm going to do this. And it's a different Mm -hmm. type of energy that you bring. So what did that look like when you woke up, you know, the next Monday after being let go from that job on the Friday? Did you just say like, I'm going to write a business plan? Or did you launch your services right away? Or did you message people like, how did you start to build this business? What were some of the first steps you took? I absolutely did none of those things. <laughs> I don't have a business plan to this day. Um, yeah, I woke up. I really, I just cared for myself in the first couple of weeks. It was a yeah. lot of like going, going to family, going and, and being comforted and being in spaces that were really supportive for me. And then one of the big things that I did a couple weeks later was I went onto Medium and I published my first public story under my own name. And that is really funny because I never intended to end up where I am, but because of that one action and the consistent action to publish my personal stories and poetry ever since that day on February 18th, um, that is now my business. But at the time it was just an expression outlet that I needed and wanted. So I pressed publish on a story. It was called, I have something to tell you. And it was a very, I think in that time it was really important for me to claim an identity. And that identity was that I'm an artist Mm. because I was really in these corporate roles. I was, I have a background also in politics and I've lived abroad and I've been in the political realm and that's a very formal space, pencil skirts, button down shirts, heels, tights, all that kind of nonsense. And um, it felt so strange for me when the other part of me is a dancer, is like a poet, is a, I don't know, just a hippie kind of person. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so I wanted to come out if you will, as an artist, and I published that piece and I shared it everywhere. I like took it. I shared it on Facebook. I shared it on LinkedIn. I told everyone. And then sometime in March, I published um, a post on Facebook that said, hi, I'm offering services. These Mm -hmm. are what they are. And just within my friend network, two people hired me from just that Facebook post. Wow. That's so cool. I love hearing sometimes how simple it can be. And I'm sure it wasn't easy, but the simplicity there is start expressing yourself, start sharing your work publicly, like on Medium, and then use a social media tool like Facebook to say, hey, here's what I'm up to. Because I feel like so often people in that early stage of business, they don't tell a soul what they're doing. They're like, okay, I'm going to yeah. like build this business in isolation. I'm going to like hide in a dark cave. And then I'm just <laughs> going to expect that people know what my new identity is. And it's like, oh no, you have to tell them, like share something publicly. So I think that's a really good tip for the listeners. Um, and I love how simple you told that story of like, publish some work and then make it known what your new path is. Yeah. I have a great, there's a great one liner that I think will help people. And it has really served me. If people can't see you, they can't pay you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's really just that simple. If you are not visible, how can anyone hire you? If no one knows you are doing this, they can't say yes. So it's really just raising your hand. It's kind of amazing what will happen as soon as you tell people what you want. 
A quick word from our premier sponsor of the Visionary Life podcast, and that is Healthy Planet. If you are a health nut like me, you're going to love that you can save money on the brands you already purchase by ordering online from Healthy Planet. They love our visionary community and want to support all of us in living our best lives. So you can shop at Healthy Planet entirely online and products will be dropped at your doorstep within just a few days. It's so easy, so convenient, and that gives you no excuse to say it's really hard to eat healthy because it's not. So treat your body, your mind, and your business with with the fuel it deserves from Healthy Planet. You can shop by department, dietary need, or even just check out the sale rack. It's such an efficient way to ensure you're stocked up on all your favorite health goods all of the time. Use code VISIONARY10 at checkout to save on your Healthy Planet order. That's VISIONARY10 at checkout. And so I guess that brings me to what you've created, which is a program called Hello Writer. And you actually help people to press publish on their work so that they can get visible. So Mm -hmm. talk to me about what this program is and who it serves. I would love to. Hello Writer is this little thing that is so cool. I'm so excited that it's, that it's, I don't know, that it exists. So it at the moment is becoming a brand, a bigger brand than what it is. At the moment, it's just an eight week course. So it's a two month experience for people who are really ready to press publish on personal essays. So this isn't for blog writers or content writers. This is for people who just like me feel deep somewhere in their soul that they're a writer and they're not writing, Mm. that they need to be expressing themselves and they're not. And a lot of people that are drawn to the course have done the kind of writing that I've done for other people. So politicians, executive directors, research organizations, other brands. And they always had this sense that those are not their opinions. And they have things to say and points they want to make, like issues they want to raise. And they're not able to do it because they're writing for other people that isn't them. Hmm. So it's really set up. The course is pretty intense like it's an involved eight-week experience because it is set up that every week of the program you publish a new article on medium wow i love that and like for somebody who doesn't know because i know i got confused by the wording personal essays like when i see the word essay i'm like oh my god she's taking me back (laughs) to high school can you just like crack that open like what is a personal essay and like what might that look like Absolutely. A personal essay is any lesson or profound moment in your life that sparked growth for you. Mm. And you share that with the reader. So it is, it is very vast and wide in what it can be. The word essay is, I think, used just to communicate that it's not a marketing blog post. It's an expression of you, but it is a blog if you were to take away the personal aspect of it, it's a blog post. It's between 500 and 1,000 words. It is formatted similarly. It has a headline and a subheadline. It has the components of a blog. But the difference and the reason why I say personal essays, because I, I, I want people to understand the different niche that we're in. Because if we were just writing content and calling it a blog post, people would come and write, you know, five reasons to start a podcast. Yes. Versus a personal essay for you, Kelsey, might be how starting a podcast or how interviewing 200 people has changed my life. Hmm. It's funny because as you talk about this, I realize that my blog posts, podcasts, and email newsletters that perform the best are actually personal essays and not listicles or like that very curated like, five marketing podcasts that you must listen to. Like the times when I really crack open and I share, like this is something terrible I went through and this is how I'm dealing with it. And it's more just like me writing from my heart. Mm -hmm. I always get way more, like I don't really get responses to the other blog posts, but when I write a personal essay, I feel like people, they're always responding back and saying, thank you for sharing, or that was really powerful. But I never really knew the distinction between when I was writing a personal essay versus when I was just pumping out content, for lack of a better. Mm, I think that's really interesting. 
And that kind of proves the point that people want to connect with people and they want to know you behind the business. They're following you Mm -hmm. and your expertise is in how you share about your life. So I also have a, um, a not newsletter. I call it my weekly email and it, it's always interesting because I, I don't, sometimes you wonder like, what do people want to hear about? What do they want me to tell them this week? Mm -hmm. And I, always come back to they want to know what is real for me so whatever is real for me is what i write and that's one of the cornerstones of hello writer which is we've got lots of things we could talk about but what is real for you right in this moment what is it that you want to say this week Mm -hmm. so what i ask people in the course is what's on top so if you imagine a big list of topics in your mind like all the things that you're an expert on or all the things you've ever cared deeply about you might have this long list, but what's on top? What's at the top of that list? So that's how you choose what to write about in the program. Mm. Okay, but I know what the listener is thinking. Like, <laughs> I'm terrified that no one gives a shit what I'm thinking or what's on top. Like, yeah. you know, maybe my dog just passed away or something. Does my reader or my audience really need to know about that, even though it's very profound in my life? Like, what would you say to that Mm -hmm. person who just has that fear of sharing anything personal with their community? It's a very real fear. First of all, I I just want to validate that it it comes up for everyone. So I hope there's some solace in in the fact that every writer that has ever written has been in that space of there's, there's almost two fears that are really contradictory. There's one, I'm worried no one's going to read this. And I'm also worried that everyone's going to read it and think it's terrible. (laughs) (laughs) They're, they're so contradictory. It makes me laugh, but they're so, they're so very present for, for any new writer or for me, they're, for me, I can say with confidence, they are not present for me. And that's why I get to, to coach the way that I do because I'm way through that and I don't I don't sit there anymore but they're there so what would I say first of all um it's okay to be scared and to decide to do something anyways mm-hmm. I think that's a really important choice I think the choosing to come into a program like hello writer is choosing to be scared and do it anyways that's one of our sort of core We have a manifesto that we sign at the beginning of the eight week program. It's called the Hello Writer Manifesto. We all sign it and it has Mm -hmm. these sort of tenants that we're going to follow. And one of them is we are all scared and we are still going to do this. I love that. Mm -hmm. So powerful. And like, I can definitely sympathize with that fear initially when I was starting to want to self-express myself. It was like, I had a lot to say, but I was so worried about, honestly, like two or three people who are maybe going to judge me or say something. It wasn't that I was thinking everybody's going to have feedback or opinions, but I kept picturing like a friend, a family member, and then one other person that I had gone to school with. And I'm like, what are they going to say? And as soon as I got over that and realized that maybe I'm not for them, like that is okay. And as soon Mm -hmm. as I got a couple positive comments like wow that really helped me or that you know changed a lot my fear definitely diminished so it was again doing the or feeling the fear and doing it anyways and then realizing that with each time you press publish it gets a little bit easier and when you know you're helping one person or one person's going to read it and benefit from it uh it just it kind of gives you that energy to go and do it again the next week right a hundred percent and the the beautiful thing is that not only do you not yet know who in your circle is going to be a fan of you, but you don't know who in the universe is going to be a fan of you. So publishing on Medium, which has a global readership of just so people are aware, 60 million average readers per month. It's a huge space. And it, all it took for me was one stranger leaving me a comment that said, this is my life. Like I felt as though these words were my words and thank you. Hmm. Thank you for writing this. And that keeps happening to me. I have, ha- I've published two poems this week and a complete stranger has written me long comments about how they resonate with my experience. I don't know them and I will never meet them. And it's a really special 
mm-hmm. way of feeling connected and really validated. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I'm curious because uh, how long have you been running Hello Writer for? For one year. It's ran four times. Okay. Amazing. Mm-hmm. So how did you know it was time to make the shift into adding this group experience into your roster of uh, services? Because you were doing more freelance work, right? You had clients before, mm-hmm. but then a year ago you launched a group experience. I'm just curious, like, why did you decide to enter into that new, um, you know, that new chapter, I guess? Yeah, before this, I was a copywriter. I was writing websites and blog content and all of that kind of traditional copywriter stuff. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I didn't think to create this. I had someone named Kirsten. She's from Toronto. She's an amazing woman. She reached out to me last May and basically said, I've read your work on Medium. How do I do that? Ah, yeah. And I was really taken aback because none, no part of me thought that anyone cared to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I really was just, it was really for me thing. It was just a self-expression tool for me. And I was like, there's no way to monetize this. I guess I'll just keep doing it for me. And she started having a conversation with me. We got on the phone and she basically said, I've been writing in journals for years. I feel like I have more to say. I really want to start publishing on Medium. Will you coach me? Hmm. And I was like, "Uh, sure, I guess. And I put together what would be a three-month one-on-one coaching with her. I priced it out of thin air because I had never done it before. (laughs) And I went through this process with her. We really co-created the coaching. Every week she would come with a piece of content that she'd written. We would look at it. We would talk about it. And what I learned from Kirsten was so mind-blowing because Kirsten is this person who's an entrepreneur. She has a jewelry business with her mom. She works at Amazon Tech Services. She's super successful. She has a condo. She has a cottage. Like This is a woman who has her shit together, for lack of a better word. And yet every call we would get on, she had this fear of of taking up space and, and expressing herself. And that's where I learned how much the mindset piece of this writing is so huge because you can't just know the skills to write and then go and do it. You have to work through this stuff that comes up. Mm -hmm. So I had a business coach at the time and I was sharing this experience with her and she said, Julia, what you're doing with Kirsten, I also want to do. (laughs) And I was like, what? (laughs) Stop it. And she was like, can you make this a thing? Can you make a course for this? And I was like, come on. So with her support, I created the first beta of Hello Writer. And I did it with six people. Um, Most of them I had never met before. It was wild. Like they found me through the internet. Thank goodness for Instagram and hashtags. And I ran the first group. And I that's when I realized like, this is a group program 100% because I wasn't able to really show Kirsten in the first it's not enough just me telling her, but to have peers around you that are also struggling and yeah. doing it is so motivating. So that's the story. I never set out to create it. And mm. I'm so happy that someone raised their hand and asked me that question because I wouldn't be here. I love how organic that is. And I even mm-hmm. think that like this is the exact model that I'm always trying to um, instill in my students and clients is that all you need is really one person and the willingness from that person to co-create with you. Like, of course, you have to come in with the expertise and with an approximate outline of like, here's how I think Hello Writer is going to go and here's what I think they want. But even just by working with Kirsten in this example, you probably evolved the course. You really saw her take your materials um, and you probably had to tweak like what next week would look like based on how she implemented the success or the failures she had. And I love that idea of, not building it and then they will come, but building it Mm -hmm. with them so that they're already there and they're with you. And like that co-creation, I think is the exact word that I'm trying to get at because Mm -hmm. um, we could sit in an office all day long and think we know what clients need, but 
I think why not just work with them and ask them and see them in practice and continue to tweak the course from there. So yeah, I love that story. And I think that's really valuable for anyone listening who is maybe working with um, like clients right now, but wants to launch a group program. So really good stuff there. Um, Who is Hello Writer perfect for? Like, um, you said it's for people who want to write per- personal essays, people who want to start publishing their work. But like, what other outcomes could I expect if I join in your group experience? Mm-hmm. I think the one of the things that connects me with a lot of the people in the in the course that have taken it thus far, which is we're at about, I don't know, 25 people that have gone through it. Mm-hmm there's a sense of always having been a writer or felt like a writer and somewhere along the way getting crushed Mm. your spirit, getting crushed in university. Maybe you have a bad English teacher that tells you that you're a bad writer. This is like a very visceral experience for a lot of people. Um, but I grew up writing stories and creating characters and then somewhere along the way that creativity was, was really squashed. And that that's something that a lot of people identify with being artists as kids. And then finding that in university, they completely let go of all their artistic expression. So if anyone identifies as as that and has always had a yearning to go back to that part of themselves or bring it forward into their adult life, that's a that's a piece. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in terms of outcomes, so in the past year, Hello Writer students have collectively published over 100 articles. Wow. So there is a huge sense of accomplishment and confidence. I think confidence in oneself is probably the biggest outcome that I've seen. People, when they are confident, they can do anything. And I have seen people launch podcasts and launch businesses from the ground up, basically take things that, that were in its infancy and all of a sudden, there was one uh, woman named Vanessa, she had a business account laying dormant and through the course we found it and we all were like what is this what are you doing with this and she was like I don't know I'm just really nervous and we started supporting her in that now she's running um Reiki sessions that's her business and she's totally taking up space another student has decided to become a wedding officiant for queer couples in Toronto has launched a brand and is a really shy person but through publishing and expressing themselves they I think they just feel like they're freed and Mm -hmm. it's pretty it's like intangible to talk about that confidence but I have just seen people leave this program feeling like they have whatever they need to do whatever they want to do which is kind of unbelievable Mm -hmm. so cool and I love hearing you share those case studies um I can especially relate because anytime I have entered a group coaching program or even hired a private coach, like the leaps that you make when you invest in yourself and when you're really committing to something is just so much greater than if I were left to do this all alone. So I really Mm -hmm. do believe in the power of not only coaching, but group coaching too, where you feel like you belong, like you're connected, like you're in a community of people who want what you want too. And just like the way you can chase a goal so much faster and start seeing results when you have that type of support is just like the best way to possibly spend your money. So it's Mm -hmm. really neat to hear that. Um, Obviously with like the successes and the high highs, I'm sure there's also been some challenges in launching a group experience and just in running your business in general. I'm curious, like, are there any challenges that you feel like you've had to problem solve for in running a group coaching program or even challenges that you're facing right now that, um, you know, are just like a little more um, heavy that it's not feeling easy at this moment? Yes, (laughs) 100%, 100%. I wanted to mention earlier that Uh, I was so terrified to work with Kirsten, like beyond terrified because (laughs) it was not an offer that I had ever delivered. And it was, I just really admired her and was, I felt so much imposter syndrome of how do I make sure she's getting what she needs and I'm delivering value. And that was really tough. Um, I always get nervous. I, I will also share, I get nervous that I'm not the best writer in the world and other people would 
give different writing advice than I would. Um, that really scares me because I'm not the most famous writer on Medium. I have a thousand followers, but there are people that have 50,000. So not being that person and giving writing advice is very mm-hmm. tough for me. Yeah. So that's like, that's some stuff I have to work through constantly feeling as though my perspective is valuable and, you know, I have the right to yeah. give people advice on writing when I'm not as successful as some other people. That's one thing. <laughs> <laughs> like that's gotta be the million dollar question too, because like, you're right. Like we are not the best in the world at what we do. I am not the best marketer. And I have people hire me that I'm like, wait, like you're probably making more annual revenue than I am. You're further along the path, but you see something in me and like, can I help you? And then you just feel terrified that you're not going to be able to output what you said you could. Um, But I guess that's the problem we all have to solve for is knowing that, you know, we have enough. And as long as, I don't know, we're a little further down the path in our area of expertise than the person hiring us, then as long as we do our best and we do everything in our capability to make sure that they get the results that they came to us for, then that is enough, right? And Mm -hmm. I heard a quote once that said, you're not an imposter if you're doing work in service of others. And so like Mm. if you're showing up and serving, what's imposter about that, right? Like Mm -hmm. open up, give them everything you have, pour value into them and, you know, Mm -hmm. hopefully that's what they came to you for and you're delivering results at the end of the day. But yeah, I think it's, Mm -hmm. it's definitely a real fear of like, why would somebody hire me as their writing coach when there are clearly people who are more established? But perhaps you're much more relatable, right? Because you're a couple steps ahead, not a world-famous, best-selling author who has no relatability to the average person who's never pressed publish on an essay. Hey, Visionary, are you ready to launch your business? If you're looking for a way to get started, we can help. The Visionary Method is a weekly coaching program that will guide you through the process of launching your business and generating revenue in as little as 12 weeks. We have helped over 100 entrepreneurs build their businesses from scratch and find community with people just like them. You don't have to do this alone. It doesn't matter if you're an introvert or extrovert, young or old, experienced or brand new. Our method works for everyone who wants it badly enough. This isn't about getting rich quick. It's about creating something meaningful that changes lives and makes the world a better place. Join us today by heading to kelseyridle.com for details or click the link in the show notes and learn more about the visionary method. Absolutely. Yeah. And then the other thing about launching something is that it's awful. (laughs) I know. I know. Yeah. Let's have a whole podcast on that. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, let's break that down. I can talk through how many times I want to quit my business during launching. Like Mm -hmm. it's every day. I wake up and hate it. And I Mm -hmm. want to be really real about that, that I like delivering my course. I do not like selling my course. It sucks. Um, because when you, the moment you open enrollment quote, or you say like, you can buy this now, there were three or four days where nobody joined in a row right after I opened. And that's not a great feeling because what happens in those three or four days is that you tell yourself a story that no one will buy and no one's going to join. Yeah. And then you start thinking also, this is my only job. I don't mm-hmm. have another job. This is it for me. If this is going to work or it's not going to work. So there's a lot of pressure knowing that. And there's also a lot of things I want to do in life that involves future planning. And that's really tough when you don't know whether people are going to buy your program and come in. So that the uncertainty of it is pretty stressful at times. Uh, And then once you get your first sale, you change your tune completely. You do a 180 (laughs) and you're like, oh, yeah, sweet. Everyone likes it. They're going to come. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. (laughs) But for the first four days when no one buys, you're like, I'm quitting. I'm moving in with my parents. Like we're done here. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's very drastic and it's so emotional. So you really have to take good care of yourself and you have to be. I think you can probably relate to this, Kelsey, but in the first two years of my business, I have experienced more personal growth challenges and I have been called to level the F up so 
in a, such a real way that some days in the first two years, I was like, I don't, I don't have what it takes. I yeah. do not have what it takes. Mm-hmm. It's rough. It's yep. so rough. And I can relate to all of that. Launching for me is, oh, it is stressful. I want to quit every single time. Same <laughs> emotions as you. And you're right. Until you get that first enrollee, like that first person who puts their credit card on the line and is like, I'm in, you're just feeling completely disheveled. But as soon as you get that first person, you're like, okay, well, now I have to find a second, third, fourth, fifth, because I don't want this person to be alone in a group coaching program. So you kind of have That's this- That's the other thing. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, well, I have, I have one, but I need to have at least like four or five. Exactly. Yeah. And then you really start hustling, but with a renewed energy. And you're like, all right, I'm going to find that group now. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I can completely relate to that. And even in the last two years, I had to really sit down and assess like, why am I having such heavy feelings around launching? And I was putting it off and I was starting to just feel like I was dreading it. And so I actually had to change my business model and make it, Mm. you know, an ever going enrollment. So you can enroll anytime I do a personal onboarding and then, um, Mm. I introduce them to the group. So there's challenges with that too, but I was like, okay, I'm in control here. Like I didn't start this business to be constantly under stress, but mm-hmm. I think there are also benefits to the live launching model. So, you know, I'm still figuring that out as well, but can definitely relate to those stressful chapters of opening enrollment, closing it, and just wondering who the heck is going to sign up. But it's a good feeling when people sign up and you're like, I don't even know that person, you know, and mm-hmm. like, where did they find me? <laughs> that was that was a first for me this time around. I have, I have a couple people that I've never met before and they found me through ads. So cool. And that was that was really cool, but also scary because I didn't have the control over, I know this person and I know they're going to be a good fit. I had to really trust that my marketing is doing its job, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is a lot to say when you're someone that wants to be really hands-on. No kidding. So right now, what is working for you in terms of continuing to promote your business and to promote Hello Writer? Like what are the marketing efforts for you that are working really, really well? So this fall, I did some new things. And one that worked really well was the live masterclass, free masterclass. So that's a very tried and true kind of marketing thing. It's, It's essentially a giant sales call where you deliver value and then at the end you do your pitch and you mm-hmm. you give people a heads up that they're going to be pitched to um, yeah. when they come on. But doing that was really exciting because I had 150 people sign up for the free masterclass. I ran two. So that was like combined 150 new people on my email list, which wow. for me is massive. massive That's huge. Growth. <laughs> Yeah. And my list was 200 people. So I'm at 366 or 370 at this point. And for me, just by showing up for two hours live, I got that amount of growth. So that is a big yes Mm -hmm. for me. And then um, the emails that followed that um, free training were mint, 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 mint. So just having an actual, I don't know what you call that, like post-webinar funnel. Yeah, like the (laughs) automated sales sequence or nurture sequence, I guess. Nurture sequence. Yeah, exactly. That was really effective in in closing people that were there. Mm -hmm. That worked really well. Um, I've I've been running ads. Ads have been going well. They're expensive, but it's time to scale. I've really plateaued with my audience at about 950 people on Instagram. Mm-hmm. and I needed to reach more people. And also we wanted to test whether this message was going to resonate with a wider audience and yeah. getting the information that it does and that there's a lot of people out there that want to learn about how to write well. Yeah. But in the context of a, of a personal expression, mm-hmm. I wasn't sure that that was going to be the case. But having 150 people interested, yeah, that was very yeah, validating for me. So those two things really, really working well for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm such a big fan of like the live masterclass model, especially if you can choose a topic that people really, really want to learn about, which it sounds like you probably did. Like, was your topic for the masterclass something catchy, like uh, relevant? 
Yes, it was called Three Easy Prompts for Endless Writing Ideas. Love that. It's an open loop, right? So it's like, well, I have to sign up in order to get the three easy prompts. You're saying, I have them. If you want them, put your email here. So I think that's really, really clever. And it's a problem I've identified that people get really stuck on the what, what topic should I write about? And I think it's such an interesting it's such a fun question because the answer is, well, what's important to you? <laughs> so let's go there. But how would you, some people have a, have trouble identifying what they care about and yeah. I don't have that problem. So I'm able to give people these prompts that help them sort through their brain in a way. And there, there's a lot going on in their brain, but what's important to you? What are you, what are you thinking about a lot? What do you talk to friends about a lot? That will show you what matters to you and what to write about. Mm, that's so, so good. Um, do you have any like resources to share for somebody who is feeling stuck with their writing right now? Like, can we access that masterclass? Do you have a blog post to help us get the creative juices mm. flowing? Like, I'm just curious if there's anything for somebody who's going through that right now, who just feels like they sit down and they're like, cool, don't know what to write about. Like, how do mm. we, how do we learn from you? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I have tons. So will create a free resource in the near future that addresses that for sure. I right now don't have one that's per that's relevant for where I'm at, but I have so many um, IGTV lives on my Instagram, oh. which is Julia Rose writes yep. so many, so many about writing about mindset. Um, I also have a series where people from the course have read their pieces aloud, almost like a live poetry reading. Cool. And uh, yeah, it's really, I've got a lot of like free video content that Mm. will help a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You're killing it on Instagram right now. I just had a chance to go through all of your recent posts. (laughs) Um, I'm curious too. We mentioned at the start of this podcast, you're also a dancer and dance coach, right? Um, Mm. And I'm curious, does that fuel your writing career or your creativity? Or is there any type of synergy between you expressing yourself in that way and then being able to pour into your business? Yes. Yes. The, I think those two components are me as an artist. Mm -hmm. And what's really funny sometimes, Kelsey, is that I will remember in grade two or three when we did those little, what do you want to be when you grow up writing prompts? And I would write artist and I would write teacher depending on the year. Yeah. And isn't it funny how I am both things mm-hmm. at the same time because I teach dance. So I'm an, I teach art and I teach writing and it's the yeah. exact same thing, which is so wild. Um, but dance, dance allows me to be a side of myself that is silly and out loud and wears makeup and is like, it's a place where I can really lean into a character Mm -hmm. and what's what I have found is that that part of me is welcome in my business so I start my sessions with music music is really important to me we have a theme song for our Friday session in the class because it's called fired up Friday the whole session is to brainstorm your writing idea get fired up so yeah it it really has been interesting to see when people from my work find my personal Instagram account and they see that I'm a dancer they all of a sudden are more interested in me yeah and they're like why don't you bring this bring this into our class like we could do warm-ups and we could stretch and so it's yeah it does it does feed into one another but more mostly it's just about me as a as an artist that Mm -hmm. space is really fulfilling for my creativity yeah it's such a cool thought to think that like we can package up all the things we're excited about, gifted at, skilled at into one offering. Like you uh, starting all your classes with music or being able to express in Hello Writer, like those fun sides of you from your dance background. And I love that we don't necessarily need to hide who we are anymore. We can actually differentiate our businesses by tapping into our passions and the things that light us up and actually just bringing that into our business and saying, this is who I am and I'm going to express that and give you all permission to do the same. So it's Mm kind of cool. And Mm -hmm. I always think too, like, 
the number one question you need to ask yourself when you start a business is what inspires me? Because if you're not inspired when you sit down at your desk to work on your business, I don't think it's going to go very far. So, you know, for me, it's biking. So it's like sometimes I have to go for a bike ride in the middle of the day if I hit a wall because if I am needed for my business and I need to come in good shape, I need to take care of myself, I need to be in that inspired state in order to pour into my business. So I think there's um, just like, like you said, a lot of personal growth that needs to happen in order for the business growth to happen as well. Like they kind of go hand in hand. They're because they're the same because we are the, we are the business. So if we are, if we are unwell, the business is unwell and that's, that's a new kind of pressure to work through. But it's also really rewarding and fun because I know that I can make changes when I need to make changes and Mm -hmm. that the only permission I need is right here. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you even mentioned at the start of this podcast, like you were never one that liked to like wait around when you were in your corporate job and like you wanted things Mm -hmm. done yesterday. And that is that (laughs) entrepreneurial spirit. So I'm not surprised you landed where you did. (laughs) Um, Julia, this has been so much fun. I could talk to you all day, but I'm curious, where are the best places for people to find you, to learn about Hello Writer, or even to just engage in your work and really get to know you a bit better? The best places are Instagram. I'm pretty active there. A lot of the weeks I'm going live. So Julia Rose writes is the Instagram and the the website is still my old website so bear in mind that my brand is evolving and it's very new um so the website is juliarosecontent.com and on there you can find the information about hello writer and also the information about my free sessions right now so every monday from three to four est i'm running free write together sessions basically get on zoom with other writers we kind of create community we hold each other accountable to what we're working on. Then we go no talking and just music with no lyrics and we write together for 60 minutes. So that is a cool way to kind of dip your toe into me and into the, the Hello Writer community um, and get your writing done. Because one of the biggest challenges facing writers is loneliness mm-hmm. and just lack of making space in their life. So there's this sense of, well, I would write a book, but I don't have time. I would do this, but I don't have time. So Write Together gives you the time with other writers to actually get it done. So fun. Yeah, I will link that all in the show notes. I just signed up to be on the email list for the Write Together. So I'm hoping to attend one of the Monday sessions because I think I need that support and accountability and excited to, to join you. So thank you so much for being on the show, sharing your story, and we wish you all of the best. Thanks, Julia. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Visionary Life. I love bringing you these conversations on a weekly basis, so it would mean so much to me if you could help me out by rating and reviewing the show in your iTunes app. You can also support the show by taking a quick screenshot of the episode and sharing it on your Instagram stories, tagging me at Kelsey Rydell. I'll catch you in the next episode. P.S. Whenever you're ready, there's a couple of ways that I can support you. So first thing, if you're ready to make your first or next $50,000 in business, explore how the Visionary Method Business Coaching Experience can accelerate your growth. There'll be a link in the show notes. Also, if you're feeling lost, confused, or overwhelmed when it comes to starting an online business, reach out and book a free revision call with me. I'll offer you customized recommendations on how to get unstuck so you can live a life filled with joy, happiness, and fulfillment.